triumph in the trap. This is a dog. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? Hey, I play chess, but only in 4D. I'm by myself, but they think I'm 4D. When they see me online, they think they know me. Go ahead, like and subscribe. You gotta show me. I applied pressure and they tried to reject it. Clearly, ain't see I was a diamond, so they didn't accept it. Told me I was a failure, so I said, F it. Might even start my own school and teach them a lesson. Yeah, I'ma call it South Harmon. Huh. Fly down south and get the south popping. <laughs> One day, I'ma give you a walkthrough and introduce you to this walk too. <laughs> I know you lost, that's just dynasty talk Cause you can't start no franchise without no dynasty talk I took a break from the game, they throw my dynasty stop Till I came back like Wimbyama, I feel like Coach Pop I can't say that I'm the GOAT, cause you ain't gonna agree But if I own my own farm, I can make the GOAT Me, the ladies love the beard, and they used to love the goatee That's when I was a lamb, burning music on CDs I wasn't born in 88 December 87, I was 16 days away Might fly to Dallas, why not? I just got paid today When I land this dirt statue, I came to fade away Check the timeline for the stories and the play-by-play My life a Patreon link, you gotta pay to play I worked 16 hours, boy, that's an 8 and 8 X-Factor like Dez Bryant, my boy 88 Why dream light when you living like a heavyweight? This ain't a one-week thing, we grind like every day They know my destination, Devi, like I I hang with Ray. If they ain't know my name, I bet they know my name today. Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Drop, drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day. And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way. They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm layaway. Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harm and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Welcome to South Harm and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Huh? Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Hey everybody, welcome back to America's Game, episode number 8. I am your host, Eric Vanek, and you can follow me on Twitter at EricVanekNFL, and also the show's uh, podcast as well on Twitter, at America's Game Pod. And once again, I am joined by the 4D boys, Adam and Mike. Adam, Mike, what's going on? What up, E? How you doing, man? Good, good, good. How are you guys? Let's get it, man. America's Game. Always exciting to get back into America's Game. Oh yeah, your boy got a new job this morning, so everything's just woo, we're floating. Oh, did you? Nice. No more, uh, no more nights. No more frantic text messages to you guys being like, ah, oh. "Can you find somebody else?" Because uh, you know I'm working at 8 p.m. tonight. <laughs> oh, I shit. thought you, I thought you got the night job. No, no night jobs. Oh, so you're not bouncing at the strip club? No, unfortunately. Oh not yet. man, no, we're working on that. I was. <laughs> I was hoping for like some free vouchers for free lap dances or something. Yeah, and not a lot of not a lot of first shift bouncer positions. Right <laughs> not, a lot, not a lot of Monday through Friday bouncer spots. You I can, don't know why. 
if you could cook, you could maybe get a job in the kitchen there, make some mm. uh, lemon pepper wings. Those uh, businessmen who come for the free or the the wing deal on uh, Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Magic uh, City stuff, you know. That's what yeah, Pac Man used to go. Pac Man. That's why he was always at the strip club. He's like, yeah, I was going there for some lunch. I can hang out with Lou Williams and. Uh, I was just saying Lou Williams from the COVID <laughs> days, right? And he got in trouble for leaving the bubble to go home for a family matter, but then they found out he was at Magic City. He, is. he went for the wings. The wings are good, though. Wings hey, are good. wings are good, man. They're expensive as hell, but they're good. It's like, yeah, it's like I went to a restaurant recently. It's like $25 for like a dozen now. I'm like, Jesus, I got to yeah. take a loan out just to buy wings. Prime rib wings. <laughs> right, right, Prime right, chicken. Right. Wagyu oh. chicken. Right. Oh, man. All right, so anyways, let's get into it here. I first wanted to talk about, man, this is unfortunate news of Nick Chubb, man. This, for me and Adam, especially being Browns fans, it just felt like somebody just took their foot and just kicked me in the balls over and over and over and over and over for like an hour straight. So, yeah, man, it was terrible. <clears throat> yeah, honestly, uh, if you tell me that we're going to have a Nick Chubb injury um, or win versus Steelers, I'm taking – like I'll, I'll I'll absolutely lose to the Steelers. I, I don't want to have Nick Chubb go out. So before we even lost to the Steelers, it felt like we lost to the Steelers, and then yeah. we actually did lose to the Steelers. So it was a uh, it was a rough night, man. But you know, this is uh, now moving forward in Dynasty. It's um, I mean it, it, that one hurts for Browns fans, but it, people that had him anywhere, it's though there's o- there's only a certain number of players where you you lose a guy like him and. You gotta have a plan, but it feels like you're just not gonna be able to replace him. Exactly. Um you know, I I made a trade just today actually with Scott. I gave up um a second and a fourth and Jameis Winston and I got Kareem Hunt and Ford. He had them both. So oh, okay. just gonna take that take that risk with both of them and it's a league where you start thirteen, so I can start them both if I want to just to kind of see how it happens there so I kind of took that risk for the rest of the season we'll see how it shakes out but um yeah I was kind of just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the whole Chubb injury and what are you guys doing with him uh now in Dynasty so for me one you feel so bad for him and I know you guys are Browns fans so you guys feel a little bit worse than I do uh, I was like, oh man, what a devastating injury! And I really like Nick Chubb too. And he he was a uh, he was one. If you remember Adam, I was pushing a lot last year with the way the Browns were. That I was like, man, Nick Chubb could be in line for an RB one overall finish this year with a full Deshaun Watson the the whole thing. And to see it cut short like that, and uh, to to be completely honest, <clears throat> after it happened, and you know, you kind of digest and you feel bad for him. You think about, all right, where do I have him in Dynasty? And how screwed am I? And uh, the two teams I had them on, I go, man, they're contenders. I could have really used them. But then you think about, like, what do you do next? And for me, it was, does this probably a career ender? Like, it's even if it, even if he comes back from it, like he's going to be older. He's going to have two major significant knee injuries under his belt. It's the way the running back position is. So, if you were selling uh, J.K. Dobbins for any third, if you were selling you know any fourth, any fab, whatever, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. I just sell Nick Chubb for whatever the hell I can get off of him, and good luck to anybody who who takes him on. Like I'm I'm not buying any shares. I'm getting rid of the two that I have, and I'll take pretty much whatever the hell I can get. The other part, like the shitty part of me from a, a dynasty standpoint too, and from a best ball, all those underdog drafts you did, and you go, man. Kareem Hunt might be back. 
<laughs> like Kareem Hunt might actually be on a team, and here we are back with the Browns and all your Kareem Hunt shares that you've been stashing or holding on to all of a sudden look pretty damn good. Not the fact that he's a, a really good running back anymore. Um, kind of remains to be seen how he's going to be used and how he produces, but you look at it and you go, well, at least he's on a team. He's got life, you know, in the RB on a 53, he's going to have a role. He's going to have something. So not a complete zero, which for the first couple of weeks was actually looking like a realistic possibility, right? Yeah. The reports of Kareem Hunt being, you know, fat, 260 pounds, whatever it was out of shape. And you were, you were starting to panic and sweat a little bit. And it was getting down to the point whether or not you drop this guy off your roster. So Good for him being back. Horrible news for for Nick Chubb being out and and for me watching it, it was that that Willis McGahey two thousand two national championship game all over again, and you just go. Ugh. I know McGahey came back from it, but there's a big difference between coming back from when you're you know nineteen twenty years old versus you know where Nick Chubb is and already having one devastating injury. So feels bad for him, but the uh, the simple dynasty, the cold hearted dynasty advice is you know trade him, trade him. Well, I just you can out of them. let me give you a live on air America's game uh, trade I just made. Yeah. And you guys tell me what you think. Uh, one for one traded away my Nick Chubb and received back uh, Khalil Herbert in a best ball league. Oh, easy smash for you. Yeah, I agree with that. Easy. I'm surprised that actually got done. <laughs> I'm surprised somebody. It was in my that. inbox. No. Yeah. No, that's that's perfect because I'm kind of with Mike on this. Like, you kind of just sell them for anything you can get. If somebody's willing to give you a twenty twenty five second, here you go. I'll, you can have Nick Chubb. Yeah. Um, third, you know, I don't know if I'd do it for a fourth, but I'd probably just hold on to him at that point and just see what happens. Like maybe there's a minor miracle, but um, for like a fourth, fourth you could probably yeah. For a fourth, you might want to say you know what, like I'll just hope and pray knowing that there's probably not going to be a resurgence from him, but you're only getting a fourth. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty much, I do think like there's a certain point where you always talk about with players, like I'm willing to bet on like this guy's just an enigma of talent, but I mean, you talk about how old he is and how devastating this knee injury is. I mean, they're talking about, you know, uh, one of his, uh, you know, I need Jeff Mueller on the show or somebody else to, you know, Dr. B Harris, the, one of his like arteries was exposed. They had to get him right, right away. And it's just, it's going to take a lot of recovery for him. And at his age, it's just not even as good as in talent as I think he is. It's not something I want to bet on, you know, really at any any type of cost, honestly. Yeah, yeah. there was a – I want to say in the 2010 somewhere, there was the Bears tight end that that happened to in the back of the end zone. I think it was in Detroit. I think it was Zach Miller. Yeah. Well, yep. Okay. Yeah, it was, a, it was Zach Miller, or I, I believe it was. Um, but he messed up his knee pretty bad, and he had to get rushed to the hospital because I think he had that same thing that happened to him. He almost lost his leg, or uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if it was his uh, life, but I think it was his leg from that. Uh, but they got him right in and, and got him all situated. Thank God that didn't you know happen for Chubb, but it sounds like he's going to need two surgeries. So man, I didn't like playing next year. I think that's almost out of the question. I don't think that's going to happen. If it does, awesome. It won't, it, it won't likely be early in the year either. Yeah, but, he like know. he's he's definitely going on the six week pup list or four week whatever it is now. He's definitely going on that, and then um, I think he has to um, twenty one days after that. So yeah. So Adam, what are you doing with Nick Chubb in your leagues? If you have him, I mean, we heard from Mike there what he's doing. What about you? Yeah, so I mean, I just moved. Uh, you know, Herbert for. I got Herbert for Chubb there in that one league. I think 
outside of like scenario yeah (laughs) khalil herbert right um should i take either herbert i'd take any herbert honestly at this point i think mike um and he talked about this it's it's really any you're trying to get whatever you can for him personally for me i think i would move him for any type of third i'm probably with eric on a fourth i might just say like i don't know i don't want to move him for that but i will say this the big problem for me is in a lot of my best ball leagues i don't want to burn a spot on him so like it's it's more critical to move him i feel like in best ball especially when you want to have all those spots not tied up with something so um i'd probably even get down into the muck like can i trade him for some of these turd receivers like can i get a receiver you know some people are really down on josh palmer can i do something like that can i get any type of receiver that's a body out there into my team in a best ball format i think would be the other pivot for me okay that's fair enough um the other guy i wanted to talk about though obviously with last week um Aaron Rodgers towards Achilles. He's going to be out for the season. So he's kind of in the same boat here with Nick Chubb. Yep. In super flex leagues, you know, I've seen people, you know, selling Rodgers and stuff too. I think I kind of want to buy Rodgers on the cheap if I can in the super flex league, and I'll just hold him for a year. I'm fine with that. But what would you guys be willing to buy him for and, and sell him for? Uh, best ball leagues, if I'm not competing, I'm, I'm with you. Like, having him as a dart probably ain't the worst thing in the world. Um, if I'm on a contender, though, I, I get rid of his ass immediately for anything. It's kind of the Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins approach. Like, I just need something. I need whatever. Um, lineup leagues where you could stash him on IR or something like that. I'm not as, like, inclined to get rid of him immediately, right? I'll probably just stash him on my, my IR, even if I'm a competing team. But I think that's probably the biggest difference between best ball and lineup where best ball if you're competing i don't have the roster spots available to to put on an ir quarterback like i need i need something uh third give me a third uh even if it's like one of these other speculative quarterbacks you know where i have the possibility of maybe them playing later in the year uh aiden o'connell like one of those kind of guys um like i'll move on for that and and just get rid of rogers but I'm kind of with you, E. If I'm if I'm not competing in a best ball, like perfect. It's an extra tank piece. <laughs> it's an extra piece that's not scoring me points. If he comes back, he's probably going to be more worth more than whatever I paid for him. But that's a bet I'm willing to make. Like right now, it's easy. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm. I would say I would not spend a second probably on him anywhere. Um, that's a cut. That's a hard cutoff for me. I think at a third round price though in Superflex, I'd be willing to do it. I think the biggest point is going to be though, you know, understanding your roster. Like in lineup, I in lineup I'm pretty much willing to stash him and even probably pay a third, a uh, fourth for sure for Rodgers um, and just the stash because the idea for me there is competing or not, I can put him on IR and then I can basically just wait and hope that there's a value bump. And if I lose out on a third, I'm cool. If I lose out on a fourth, I'm cool. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna make errors like that already, and I'm probably gonna get values like that back by trading throughout the season. So in lineup, I'm definitely with you, Eric, I'm, I'm going to buy a stash and try to flip. Um, you know, he'll just go right into my quarterback court I already have going. So um, he'll, he'll fit right in with all those guys. But the best ball approach, if I'm rebuilding, <clears throat> I'm probably willing to take him on because I, I get another roster spot filled. But at the same time, I'm not – if I'm rebuilding, I'm not aggressively going after Rodgers because, like – I'll, I'll if there's someone that really wants to get off of them because they don't have the roster spots, I'll try to get them something cheap back. Um, 
if I'm competing with Rogers is the tough part in best ball. Cause I think the problem is I, I I've seen a lot of people not be able to move Rogers for much. And at that point, like he almost becomes, I don't want to say he becomes um, the same as Chubb or Dobbins because they're so minimally valued. I feel like even if like Rogers is going to have a period of time where there's a little bit of value bump back guaranteed to him, but he's so old that you can't really afford to hold him. So um, I would be taking back whatever I could get. That's not complete dog shit. Like I don't want a fourth back. I'm not going to be able to buy nothing with that. It's really not doing anything for me other than freeing up a roster spot. But if I can pivot again to a, you know, a, a kind of a crusty ass turd receiver, I'm good with that. Um, something like that, even, even a running back. But I don't just want to completely move on from him in lineup. Or I'm sorry, in best ball. But the problem is you're probably not getting, you know, some significant piece, and you can't afford to hold him. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, if I can buy him for a third, I think I definitely would. I I, I got to make those offers out there in some of my super flex leagues. But yeah, best ball. If you're a contender, I, I get it. It's it's hard to keep him. You want to fill that roster spot so you have, you know, a shot at, you know, uh, a Diami Brown going off one week, uh, uh, you know, Josh Palmer, like you guys mentioned, somebody like that going off for one week, then having a, a zero for 16, 17 weeks with Aaron Rodgers. So I get it. Exactly. But I just think, like, in a super flex league, man, just even having that extra quarterback, you know, even if he's your third quarterback going into next year, like that's a hell of a third quarterback to still have. I mean, we don't really have too many um, quarterbacks that have come off the Achilles injury to kind of like even compare this to really. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. But I think just me personally, I'm just such a fan of Aaron Rodgers that I'd be willing to do it and just say F it, you know, I'm going to go for it, see how he turns it out. So I was just kind of curious to see see what you guys thought. I'm going to kind of look here at uh, keep trade cut really quick because I know Rodgers was way down last week, and I just yeah. kind of wanted to see where he moved to now. <clears throat> he is now at quarterback 42, so they have like – Gardner Minshew, Sam Darnold, Josh Dobbs above him. So that just tells me, like, I can buy him for any third, and that's a fair price if people are looking at this keep trade cut. So that's interesting. It's kind of weird. That's probably the only spot where best ball rosters are reflected correctly. Right. right. Like, if I'm a best ball contender, I take any one of those quarterbacks before right. Rodgers, to be honest, right now. Well, I'm gonna- I- I, I was going to say, uh, with Rodgers, I think this is, you know, on America's game, we got to at least acknowledge this part. Um, he went to Dr. E, and Dr. E's uh, notorious for getting Cam Akers back in the, you know, Super Bowl, in the playoff run, and there's already talks of, I mean, it sounds crazy. Now, Akers did have his in June, so hmm. there was more time, but there's uh, whispers of, you know, this guy's wanting to return if they're in the playoffs. and Keep, I don't... keep fucking whispering. It ain't happening. Well, I mean, <laughs> they said that about Cam. I'm, I'm not going to say it's I'm not gonna say it's happening, but um, I mean, it's, I think it's wishful thinking for an, a guy as old as him, but apparently Dr. Right. E knows how to how to uh, do the surgery and make a quicker recovery. Maybe if maybe if Mike White was in there, but with Zach Wilson in there, that shit ain't happening. Get they the fuck out of here. Playoffs. Start with Thompson's <laughs> backup quarterback. I love it. But but really the bigger point for Rodgers, though, there is not – by the time he comes back, he ain't playing for our fantasy teams anyway. But if he is actually, like, healthy enough to – even if he doesn't return to the playoffs or if he – he could be healthy enough to where the offseason might actually be not as um, – like he may be doing drills and stuff in the offseason. He might be a part of the team. So that's actually mm-hmm. a, a, a something to keep in mind as well. And then looking at keep trade cut for Chubb, he's at RB44. 
So the guys around him are like A.J. Dillon, Raheem Mostert, Zach Moss. And behind him is Antonio Gibson, Josh Kelly, Cam Akers, Dalvin Cook. So that just shows you how bad Akers and Dalvin are that they're still even behind Nick Chubb. I'm sure this hasn't like fully updated yet, but kind of interesting those guys are behind them. I would take Akers or Dalvin Cook in a heartbeat for uh, Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, Yeah. Even Antonio Gibson, even though he sucks. Even him. I'm with you. Even that guy. <laughs> Fucking shots, man. It's all, but, all, yeah, all it's... I wore that shirt, ain't it? It's all because I wore the throwing bombs, the banging mom shirt. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I... It's just so hard with Chubb. I, I'm just such a fan of him, obviously, being with the Browns. But, yeah, I mean, he's just going to be down in this, this range, and... These guys are worth third round picks. If that, you know, maybe you know some of them could maybe get you a higher pick, but yeah, it's it's going to be really tough with Chubb and and Rogers both. I mean, if you could buy those guys for thirds, well, maybe not Chubb, but at least Rogers, I think that's worth it. Chubb, I think I'm with you guys. I kind of let it be somebody else's problem because mm-hmm. coming back from two knee injuries, like significant knee injuries in the same knee, I mean. It, like five percent chance he he comes back and is what he was, you know. Oh yeah, it, that, it, that might even be high. The, the thing odd, is, yeah. we don't we don't even have a we don't even have a like official. Do you guys have the official diagnosis? Like what all was no, torn? Like no, it hasn't the fact that yet. we w- we weren't able to see the play, they wouldn't let us see the play right away. They they mm-hmm. they're still not like exact. Like we don't have the exact. In- I just I feel in my heart it's one of those gut feelings like. This is just bad. This is not going to be something that's recovering quickly from. Yeah, well, from speculative stuff uh, from Jeff Mueller on Twitter. So it sounds like if, if they're saying that he's going to need two surgeries. So what Jeff was saying, uh, let me p- pull it up really quick um, from what Jeff was saying. But I think it was a you know interesting look at it to to see what Jeff thinks about it. Let's pull it up here. Um, so if he's going to need the two surgeries, he's going to, you know, they're going to have to wait for the swelling to go down and, and all that first. Um, he says likely repair the meniscus first and then go through the physical training for that. The second surgery would be to reconstruct the ACL. Um, doing it in two surgeries helps reduce risk of scar tissue developing with the immobilization during meniscus repair. Think J.K. Dobbins with his scar tissue injuries, um, you know, that he was having the issues with that. So that's kind of what Jeff is thinking, but... I would be honestly shocked if all that he tore was his meniscus and ACL. Like Agreed. I'm expecting like the way that it was, you know, if people did see the video or how it looked like I'm fully expecting like Teddy Bridgewater, like blew out like four ligaments and his meniscus and like just dislocated kneecap and all that stuff. Like I'm expecting like the absolute worst. So if, yep. If he only got away with an ACL and meniscus tear, then he is uh, extremely lucky. But I highly doubt that he got away with just that. I agree with you. It looked yeah. like everything. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's A breaking of all of it. Yeah. I mean, ACL, MCL, PCL, LCL, meniscus, dislocated kneecap. It looked like everything to me. So yeah. um, we'll see. Hopefully hopefully, good news for, for Chubb that it's – not as bad as we think it is, but right. it's definitely going to be uh, pretty bad once, once we finally Listen, get it I, I can actually honestly say that I went through something similar, right? Like I, I tore everything in my, my knee. Not not to the extent like where it was a flamingo, 
but it popped enough where I tore my LCL, PCL, ACL. The back half of my meniscus was gone and fractured my femur just because I thought I was going to be a, a rec center all-star in basketball one time. <laughs> like that's, that's how that worked oh, out. Oh, so, damn. Yeah. That was a, a long road to recovery. And, uh, I'm not an NFL football player who's got to go out there. I was going to say, it. that's why you didn't play tight end at Iowa. Yeah. Well, that, I'm also only six foot tall, right? Like, I got, I got the, <laughs> well, isn't Laporta, too? <laughs> nah, come on, man. I do 6'3". I got the uh, I got uh, the Delaney Walker size. Delaney <laughs> it should have been a fullback. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, next topic I wanted to bring up after all that sad topics of Aaron Rodgers and Chubb is the topic of these guys that are just – overperforming our expectations this year and kind of get what you guys would be willing to trade for them. So first one I'm going to start off with here is Kyron Williams. Um, Obviously he's taken over the starting backfield there for the Rams. He's having himself uh, quite a season so far. If you've had him in best ball, he's probably carried your teams. I know I had, I've had him quite a bit um, on my best ball teams kind of carrying me. So what are your guys thoughts on Kyron Williams? Cause right now he's RB 18 on keep trade cut, they have him above Damian Pierce, Aaron Jones, Rashad White, Joe Mixon. Like, and that's a little high for me, but I don't know. We'll see what you guys think. I'll send a second pretty easily, and yeah, yeah I say that from a contender lens. Obviously, I'm not sending seconds for running backs on a rebuilder, but second for sure, that's pretty pretty easily. And if I got to tack a third on, kind of league dependent. Um, you know, best ball, I'm a little bit more hesitant because I like to use those thirds for those dart throw wide receivers and just depth but lineup leagues especially if i gotta throw a third on i think that's pretty fair yeah i'm i'm sending a second easily as well i think i mean i'll answer the question that i'm going to ask is what's not to like the only thing that's not to like is draft capital and so it feels for people it's going to feel insecure like you know something else could come along and take it out of the take him out of the cards as this feature back I mean, okay, so what is that going to be, Zach Evans? I mean, this team's not going out and acquiring a running back, right? And I mean, Zach Evans had worse draft capital. Right, but I, <laughs> that's my point. Like, there's no draft capital on the team. I don't think the Rams are in a position to go spend more draft capital on a running back. Akers is disgruntled again and seemingly this time out of the way. I don't know that – who knows, honestly, at this point. But I'm not, pro- I'm not projecting any – uh, association and cam makers coming back because even when he was there he's taken 30 percent of the workload i mean what's not to like this is a guy that has three down ability the only thing we don't like is the draft capital and the combine numbers the combine numbers become a lot more irrelevant when i go see you perform on the football field right so he's doing that he's trusted in pass pro he's a good receiving back he's game script proof guys like if they're trailing this team is going to check the ball down to him in all these type of situations because they can only throw the ball to Puka Nakua 20 times this year game, and they're not going to do more. I mean, you know, 20 attempts, and then that's you know another whatever to be had by everyone else. And Kyron's carving out the opportunities in the receiving department. He's getting the goal line work. He's getting the carries. I mean, I I, I don't want to sound like the Kyron Williams homer here, but like, did, what is not to like about this guy other than? Injury risk, which every single player has, especially at running back, and draft capital problems. Like, I absolutely would love to have more Kyron Williams. And to tell you the truth, uh, this is a double-edged sword because I, I, all my love and everything I'm seeing is what was supposed to be Cam Akers, and all my Cam Akers shares are toast. So I don't have much Kyron. I'm watching him thrive in what I thought was Cam Akers' role, but this is 
wheels out for Kyron Williams, man. The only thing in his way is, I think, an injury. Yeah, I, he kind of reminds me of Miles um, Gaskin when he took over in Miami a couple years ago. Like, Miles Gaskin was drafted in the seventh round. There wasn't really anybody else there. He took it over. Kind of feels like the same for Kyron. They're kind of the same player. They can do some of the receiving work. The rushing work isn't bad. Like, I think in PPR leagues, Kyron Williams should be pretty good this year. I'm not expecting him to get, like, you know, 50 catches. But if he can get me 35, 40 catches, I I think I'm pretty okay with that. I I don't think he's going to get 1,000 yards. But the dude's been hammer on the goal line. Um, He's gotten, I think, two or three touchdowns so far. He had two last week. So, yeah, if you had Kyron Williams on your bench or you picked him up off of waivers in your redraft league or whatever, He's been great this year. I mean, uh, like I said, I've I've mentioned it a couple times on this podcast, going back to Adam Schefter's tweet last year, that week one game. He was kind of supposed to be the guy over Cam Akers then, and then he got hurt on a, like a kickoff play to start the game and, and just wasn't the same after that. But they've always trusted him. They've always liked him. And, hey, that's all you can kind of ask for right now. And they're not going to be signing – Leonard Fournette or, you know, obviously not Kareem Hunt now. They're going to be signing these guys to come take his spot. I think it's Kyron Williams for the rest of the year. So I agree with you guys. Line up best ball. I'll, I'll give up a second. And if I got to kick in, you know, a third or a thir- you know a player that's worth a third round pick, I think I'm, I'm absolutely doing it to get Kyron Williams. So I agree with you. I think his, his floor is kind of like uh, Belial Powell from a few years ago. Right, more than mm-hmm. a few years ago, but like mid mid two thousand tens. Yeah, he's a solid RB two that you can start weekly. Yeah, right, and you at least have that as a floor right going forward. And your ceiling could be a a James White type that was actually used in the passing game or used in the running game. Right, a little bit more inverse instead of Tom Brady dumping it off all the time. Maybe maybe James White actually got some some more carries. So. Pretty pretty good player to kind of get in on, especially if you're going to get that kind of opportunity. And that's all we really need to chase at the running back positions opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Uh, the next one I wanted to bring up is obviously the probably the hottest name in uh, fantasy football right now, and that's Puka Nakua. And holy moly, uh, he is wide receiver twenty on keep trade cut. He's above. Christian Watson, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore. Like, what do you, what are you guys doing with Puka Nakua? If you have him, and if you were going to try and trade for him, at, at this point, Eric, man, if these are the the names you're talking about, like this is a screaming sell. Oh, and absolutely. I'm, I'm just going to play the process. I am. Yeah. Um, I think it's a conversation. You know, whether Puka's worth a first or not. Um, and if that's the conversation, I'll just take the first and I'll go with the process play. But you also got to think about it. Like props to him. He's playing extremely well. He's getting a ton of work. Um, but it's a prospect that not a lot of people were in on. It's a probably bad bet and an outlier if he does hit, which is completely fine. I mean, we've seen those hit before. Amon Ra was an outlier after draft capital and his combine. So understandable. Um, but this is also the kind of player where they start like this and people get over their skis on them. And the first time Cooper Cup comes back and Puka gets three targets and Cup's out there getting 15, his value goes back into the shitter again immediately. Like just as fast as the meteoric rise has been, the fall can be just as fast. So if these are the kind of assets that we're talking about, it doesn't matter if it's Puka or what you feel about him personally, 
if this is the case, I'll just take the profit and I'll get out. And, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm not missing by much. Adam, what about you? I'm kind of curious your take here, Eric, because um, I'm actually pulling up a couple things to solidify the point I need to or want to try to make because it, it, this is this is a convoluted one. This is really convoluted. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of curious your thought first. Take... Sure. I mean, man, I mean, if I can get any of these guys that I mentioned, Christian Watson, Adams, Pickens, Dotson, I'm sending them away for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'd rather have the draft pick, to be honest, if I can get a first-round pick for him. I just don't know how many people are going to be willing to give up a, a 2024 first-round pick straight up for him right now because that would be a hell of a profit on a guy you probably drafted in late round three, round four in your rookie drafts this year, um, or maybe even some of you got off of waivers. So I have a hard time seeing somebody giving up their first-round pick, but if I can get a second, two seconds, a second and a player that's worth a second, I think that's kind of where I'm going to lean in in all leagues, best ball lineup. If I can get that kind of a value, I will. But if people are looking at keep trade cutting and you guys know your leagues better than I would, hey, if, if I can go offer Puka Nakua for a Christian Watson or a Devontae Adams, even Cooper Cup, like I'm going to go you know, offer him straight up for one of those guys and if I can't get the picks, I'd so, rather um, have one of those guys than probably the picks. So for you guys, uh, uh, we got this tool on our website, Sleepier, you know, all your Sleepier leagues. And the one cool thing is once you input your, your name, you can go and you can see everybody that you play in leagues with and their leagues, and it gets you this massive umbrella of trades that happen. And you can search by individual players. So I'll read you guys off some trades that have happened recently with Puka Nakua. Okay, cool. Um, uh, 24 first and a 25 second for George Pickens and Puka Nakua. Uh, we got Puka Nakua for Josh Downs and a 26 first round pick. We got Puka Nakua for Rashad White and a 24 second. We got, uh, Puka Nakua and a third for two 26 seconds. Uh, we got Puka for two 24 seconds. <laughs> we got... <clears throat> Tony Pollard and Puka for A.J. Brown in a 24-fourth. Um, that one's got too many fucking pieces. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that one as well. How about I, this? I saw Kyle him go Pitt. for a second and third in one of my leagues, too. Ooh, Kyle Pitts and Puka Nakua for Calvin Ridley and Cole Komet. <laughs> Kyle Pitts and wow. what was it? Puka. For Ridley and Komet? Oh, wow. Right. Hmm, interesting. Puka for Trey Palmer in a 24 first. Okay. Uh, There's Puka. a handful of those, Mike. I want the. I actually want the Puka side on a handful of those. Yeah, now. yeah, same. Right. Um, but just kind of give you an idea. Puka in the third for Desmond Ritter. Probably take Puka to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, kind of out on Desmond Ritter there. Yeah, well, quite a few of these out there. Um, <laughs> you know, as you get older in the trades like they get shittier right, right. like you but those are ones that happened within the last two days like all of right them. okay so uh, i got 44 trades here within the last week of puka Nakua, and it's kind of like that where you said i don't know if people will get a first officially for them but geez some of these like eric if, if i told you it was josh downs and a 26 first for puka Nakua, where are you at um I think I'd probably take the first and downs, but 
I just hate trading for 26 first. Like, the league could be dead by then. Like, I'd want a 24 if, if I'm going to do it, you know. Well, it's a good thing. If it's a South Harmon league, you're fine. Right. <laughs> It'll be around forever. <laughs> right, right, right. I get you it. You can trade for 29 first if you want. We'll still be around. <laughs> I, I, I want to bring in just a counterpoint on Puka, and that is, like, I've been pretty staunchly on, like, listen, this is uh, – you're just – the the value ascension so much you just i want to cash out right and i think that you know there's just a process in that that makes sense and we have to acknowledge and like you basically draft puka in the fourth round right and you're going to get a first right now so you're like all right that's just cash money made right you do enough of that over time you're probably going to win out but i i think we need to acknowledge like at least for myself i'll speak for me in that like I'm starting to acknowledge, at least with this kid, that we may have to uh, realize that he could be different. Like there are enigmas, and there are things that you have to break process for. And I just want to talk about for the fact that, like, yes, it, there's all kinds of scenarios, right? He could end up having any one of these games where he doesn't get this crazy target load, and you know, Cooper Cup's going to come back at some point. We expect, but just understand, okay, right now. What we say is the wide receiver one in Dynasty. Like, he is both young and a, a god, we basically say, right? Like, people literally, the water that he walks on is like what people, they, they cream over Justin Jefferson. You can't, you cannot acquire Justin Jefferson probably in 80% of your leagues. Like, you can't do it. You cannot trade for this guy. He's out-targeted him by 10 in two games. Mm-hmm. 25 to 35. Now, that, now, that's not even acknowledging this is a rookie. Go back and look at, for, a, for just an idea, targets in their rookie season in NFL history. Last year, Garrett Wilson, 147. Now, there's an extra game baked into that, right? Anquan Bolden, 165. Kelvin Benjamin, 145. <clears throat> Guys, right now, he's on pace for 280 targets. Okay. It's... It's not even just that. Guys, what I'm trying to explain is that we have to start, I think, acknowledging Puka Nakua at least from two weeks in that what we're seeing is nothing like we've ever seen before. So part of talking about this is so hard is, like, I can use all my my priors, but that's not this. Like, this is something – whatever this is is different. Now, whether you cash out or not, it's I mean, it's I don't think it's a bad play if you want to cash out for a first. I'm not telling you that's not the case, but I think we have to acknowledge with him this is something – that we've never seen before and may never ever see again. A guy that comes in and, and just absolutely dominates targets for two games and actually does well. It's not like he's just getting force-fed targets. This guy's getting open, getting the ball. It, it makes me struggle a little bit with evaluating just saying <clears throat> cash out because it's not like even with uh, Amon Ra where <clears throat> with Amon Ra, like we, we – Kind of like the player, we didn't like the draft capital and the combine numbers were what we struggled with, right? This is like it. If this, I just want to make sure people understand if this was to continue, even not even to this degree, but to 80% of this, wide receiver 20 is low. If, yeah, but you know, if my aunt had a penis, she'd be my uncle, of course. But <laughs> guess what? If we have met, if. This is destroying anything we've ever seen before. It's more, it's it's more like right. that if your aunt actually had a penis. It is more like that than anything else we've ever seen. Because that's what this is. Let's at least acknowledge it, man. This is crazy what he's doing. 
So are you buying for a second and another second or a second? I'm buying for two seconds, yes. Okay. So like a second and Cortland Sutton. That maybe uh, in best ball leagues for me, I probably wouldn't because that's not the way I want to purchase players in general. I don't want to tear up. But in a lineup league, maybe I I probably wouldn't do it because I kind of like Sutton. I'm more of a a defender of Sutton than, than others. A second and Elijah Moore. Lineup, gosh, that's tough. Lineup, I think I would maybe consider. I, I don't want to spend that personally, um, right. but I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy to, t- to send that. Would you guys offer Quinton Johnston for him straight up? No. I don't think I would do that. <clears throat> Just because I think Quinton Johnson is tied to Herbert <clears throat> and eventually is going to get a lot of the workload. I, I wouldn't do it personally, but mm-hmm. like that's where, I mean, you know. Yeah, things are going to change when Cup get, comes back here in a week or two. Um, I think he has overtaken like Van Jefferson and Atwell. Like he's definitely above those guys by far. That, that um, that, I, well, I know that, but I'm just saying like when the season started, it was Van Jefferson, then probably Nakua was second. But when Cup comes back, I think it's going to be Nakua over Van Jefferson now. And then, you know, obviously Cup's going to get his. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how, how it works out there with um, Nakua kind of when uh, Cup comes back. But from what I was listening to, I forget which podcast it was, but Nakua's kind of playing the Robert Woods role um, mm-hmm. that when he was with the Rams, he's kind of doing the same thing. And we saw the years that Robert Woods had in this offense. So um, I don't think well, it's crazy for Nakua to keep putting this kind of stuff up. So in some of my leagues where I do need a receiver, I might go make those kind of offers. That's what I'm saying because it's it's polarizing discussion because, one, I, the role he's playing – now, the target load is not going to be the same, obviously, if, if Cooper Cup's healthy and playing his role. But if he, he's playing the Robert Woods role, like it, there's a scenario where he still is getting 8, 10 targets a game in, when Cooper Cup returns. That's not like wish casting, right? I mean, we have to acknowledge like this guy has put up over 100 yards and double-digit catches in his first two games as an NFL player. Mm-hmm. Forget who's on the field anywhere. Name me the guys that have done that. And Quan Bold. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that, like, I don't know, but there's, there could be more. I, I don't think there's that many, though. My point is, yeah, double-digit catches over 100 yards in their first two games. Forget draft capital. Like, I'm saying right now, one thing I have to do a better job of, I'm trying to acknowledge here, is also saying this is different than anything else, and I need to detach the process that I put every other thing into because it's not that. Like, I think this is one of those scenarios where we have to acknowledge what he's done in two games is different. It's just different than anything we've ever seen. So to try to say this is like this or like that is dangerous territory because it's not. Yeah, I can't evaluate him as the third or fourth round draft pick that I picked him as. He's different than that. He's way above that. Like if we redrafted rookie drafts right now, he's going in the first round. Exactly. That's correct. So you got to kind of value him there. That's kind of why I brought up the Quinton Johnson question like, if we had a rookie draft right now, who are you taking? Would you take Johnston or Puka? I, and if you choose Puka, you might be able to offer that trade. I think, honestly, I think the person that has Nakua might want Johnston plus something. They they very well could. I mean, I probably still am taking Johnston ahead of Puka, but at the same time, to the point you're making, mm. I bet you you'd have some split decisions across your league if you just asked. If you just took a poll on Twitter, I bet you'd have a interesting one if you had, you know, 
it'd be interesting to see trades. I don't think anyone's done one for ones on those, but I'm yeah, like Scott that. Connor, this is this is you, the the Twitter poll Twitter master. Polls, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm speaking yeah. to Put it up. <laughs> I might uh, I'd actually go send some offers out right now of uh, my Puka Nakua for for QJ. You know. There you go. I think you could maybe get it done, honestly. doesn't sound like a bad idea. The, the yeah. other thing, too, is I have... I, admittedly, I don't have a lot of Puka. So I have, like, three shares. Yeah, same. And I'm like, what do I do here? You know, because I don't have a ton of exposure. I might try and go buy them on some contenders where I know my second is going to be, like, the 208, the 212. And I know my second's going to be low and see if I can trade... Uh, that second and maybe another receiver and try and get them, you know, do something like that. Like, I'm not trying to trade, like, you know, like a Devontae Smith form or anything, but, you know, if I can, like, guys I mentioned earlier, Sutton, Elijah Moore, you know, people like that, you know, kind of look down this list, Gabe Davis, Rash- I don't think anybody's doing Rasheed Rice or Mingo right now. Um, yeah. Jaden Reed, maybe. Jaden Reed's got some hype. Um, if I could trade, like, would you do um, – DeAndre Hopkins in a second for Nakua? I'd rather have Hopkins in a second. Hopkins <clears throat> in a second? Okay. I would, I, would tra- I would trade Hopkins straight up for Nakua. I, would, I don't think I'd attach the second, though. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, that was just an, another one I wanted to bring up. I got, and then, I got uh, five shares of Puka Nakua, all in best ball league. So, let's see. Uh, I'm America- talking, but I'm going to send out five offers right now for QJ. I was going to say, America's game, this is going to turn into Mike liquidating because I know how he does it. <laughs> They're going to be gone. All five will be gone. I didn't right. know he was this hot. <laughs> I didn't know he was this hot. Oh, yeah. He's he's way up there on that list. Um, next one I wanted to bring up is a guy who just came off his career game, basically. He's at RB13 right now above... Javante Williams, Derrick Henry, Swift, Brian Robinson, Kyron, Damian, Pierce, Aaron Jones, all those guys I mentioned before, and that's James Cook. Now, I don't have a lot of James Cook at all, but I'm kind of how, – how are you guys feeling about James Cook at RB13? Are you Mike, willing to just sell him or trade him, trade for him? Mike, the floor is yours, buddy. This was someone he was defending a lot last year, so he probably has the most exposure, I'd imagine. I do okay. like a shit ton of James Cook just from where I took him at last year. Uh, I love it. I love the fact that he's getting the role. Now, the only thing that, like, is a little bit concerning, right, the only, like, let's pump the brakes just a second on James Cook thing, is the passing down usage is is concerning, right? This is a guy that you thought was just going to immediately be that. And that nothing player. at the goal line. It's been Latavius and Damian both games. Which, which we kind of knew that that was going to happen, right? But the fact that he also ain't really getting the passing down usage and like Damian Harris is in there who everybody shit on for his pass catching ability. Mm-hmm. Latavius Murray's serviceable in the pass catching role, but I would have thought James Cook would have been more of a weapon in there. But the biggest selling point about James Cook was the explosiveness and the fact he was tied to a Buffalo offense. And when they got rid of Dame, or when they got rid of uh, uh, Devin Singletary, who ate so much of that work last year and we had concerns, Setting up, uh, you know, for me, I had to kind of eat some James Cook shit during the offseason. Um, but to actually see it play out, right, I'm doing a little bit of a victory lap here. And, yes, I would still buy into more James Cook because the touchdowns, you know, I would assume once uh, once their offense coordinator, Ken Dorsey, gets his head out of his ass, he'll realize that maybe on third downs you put James Cook in a little bit more. Now, maybe that's a pass protection thing, which Adam knows I got this fucking hate this hate for offense coordinators who like think passing 
pass protection's a big fucking deal for a running back? No. Run them in a pattern. <laughs> Split them out wide. I don't give a shit. Stop leaving them in. Max protects for pussies. I'm putting that on a shirt. <laughs> like, who cares? But uh, to see them this high already, it is a it is a little bit of a signal. It's always going to be, even for guys that I like, right? This is where you try to separate the, the love for the, the, the player versus actual dynasty process. Now, if you can get RB1 prices, like the same thing like Rhino's going for, the same thing you're getting like Derrick Henry going for, uh, to be completely honest with you guys, I'll probably just cash out or pivot. You know, if you can do a little bit of a down tier and get a Brian Robinson and DeAndre Swift plus a second or something like that for James Cook, I think that's probably the play to go. But uh, I think it's kind of well-deserved to to also see him up in this upper echelon and, and you know, above some other uh, some other dynasty running backs that, that don't have a lot of the things that James Cook has going for him. How about you, Adam? What are you... Uh... What are you looking to do with I, James Cook? Well, I don't have much of them. I got rid of a lot of them. Yeah, I just me. didn't draft them. So, um, I'd say this: I'm I'm pumping the brakes on RB thirteen, and I won't pay that price for him. Now, like Mike made a lot of good points. I think the passing down usage for me, um, I shouldn't even say the usage, just the opportunity. Like I thought this guy was going to be featured as a, you know, passing weapon. I, I think that you know there's. I'm worried for this guy getting a bunch of work that's inefficient touches and not that that's like, I'm not exciting to see him get more work, but you know, I think he's not going to get goal line touches very often. And I think that's like, I was excited for him to have, you know, a ton of this PPR work. So I'm a little concerned, honestly, um, if he's that, if he's going to go that high at price and he's getting the usage he's getting, I think James cook at this point, like, you're already winning from what you thought he was going to be going into the year. If I had shares, I'd probably be actually looking to try to down tier in a way, like see if I can get a, a running back that I still kind of want on my teams and pick up a pick type thing. Cause I think those are type of moves that in best ball, especially Eric that I, I want to make, see if I can get two for ones for this James cook share. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I'm, I'm kind of the same with you. I saw RB 13 and I'm not pumping the brakes. I'm stomping on those motherfuckers, and I'm fucking tires. Tires are, are are smoking and everything. I'm at a full stop. I probably got bald spots on all four tires. Gonna need to pull in for a pit stop and get all four new tires on that car. Uh, yeah, RB13 is a little wild for me, especially with um, yeah some of these names that are above him, man. And like uh, Mike said, with his passing game work, not as you know. Uh, being used as much right now where we thought he was going to be and he's not uh just because of his pass protection issues i'm guessing with latavius and uh, damian harris being a little bit or pass blockers being out there right now and then not getting goal line work you're just getting a bunch of empty yards like now i know he's gotten some touchdowns this year and stuff like that and that's great but man i don't know how long that can sustain so if i can send off james cook like you said, get Brian Robinson. If I can get Kyron Williams tear down, get Damian Pierce. I think I'd be willing to do that and see if I can get a piece back. So if I have James Cook shares, that's personally what I would like to do um, and kind of cash out at this way inflated high price right now. How the fuck is this possible too? Three of the leagues I got Puka Nakua and guess who's got QJ? Interesting. I know. I know. <laughs> How? I know. How? 
I know the exactly who he has. The first fucking three it. I went to, Adam, I'm like, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. No, no, no. So, I don't think those are good. I'll tell you what, man. You want to send me your puka, uh, just make it a, you know, an appropriate plus, and we'll get a deal done, you know? Oh, I'm adding a plus onto the, the QJ side? What are you giving me, a third? <laughs> hmm. I love it. I love it. We can't even get live trades done because Adam's out here hoarding all the QJ while I hoard all the pook, apparently. Well, no, so, so I, I actually, um, well, I'm curious uh, if you had any further thoughts on James Cook here, Mike. No, I just, uh, there, there's some concerning things, but uh, I'm kind of glad to see where he is. I, uh, I do like the James Cook, but you guys, we touched on the point. Like, I got to get over the, the B-Rob hate, and I think I've, I've turned a new leaf, but I get B-Rob in a second just about anywhere for James Cook. You just do it. You take the tear down and you move on. There right. you go. Look, so. at, look at Iowa Michael making strides in life, man. That's a big, I like look that out of you. Look at that. Look at go. Eric, uh, I, I, I don't want to hijack this show. I kind of wanted to get back to Puka. Just one thing, um, like do a highlight real quick of like, I'm just going to go one for one and tell me you guys um, okay. who, you, who you want on this, all right? So <clears throat> I'm going to start here. We'll just go one for one players, right? Puka or this player. Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yeah, Ridley. Keenan Allen. Puka. Contender, I want Keenan Allen. Still taking Puka. Contender, not contender. Now, Mike, you were saying contender, so you're saying, but if you aren't a contender, you want Puka? Yeah, I'll roll the dice a little bit on dynasty value for Puka. Because Keenan, we know Keenan don't have it. He ain't going up ever. Nuke? Nuke Hopkins? Same, Same yep. answer for me. So you'll stay. Okay. Um, Mike Evans. Same thing for you and Eric? Yep. Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, so, so are you saying on a contender you want Evans or are you saying you just want Puka both times? Um, yeah, I think I, I'll take Puka in uh, any of the leagues. Yeah. Okay. Mike Williams. Mike Williams for me. Over Puka? Okay. Yep. Even okay. though keep trade cut has Mike Williams so far down, which I don't get it, but Mike Williams is eventually going to take over there as the the number one receiver there this year and have some big games. That's kind of what I'm expecting. See, so I, one he thing I love about this exercise is like we get we find out that Eric has Mike Williams ahead of Keenan Allen, right? Yep. Okay, go ahead, Mike. Who you got? Mike Williams or Puka? Oh, Puka. No okay. question. No All right, same. Mike Williams. Thank okay, um, George Pickens. Pickens. Yeah, probably Pickens, but that's close. Okay. Christian Kirk. Kirk. Ooh, that, that's a good one. Mm, I think I still go Kirk, but it, that's a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, What about Devontae Adams? I'm imagining it's Adams. I'm ju- just yeah. tr- trust the process. With yeah, the I'm going here. with Adams still, yep. Okay. Debo Samuel. Debo. Debo. All right, Zay Flowers. Zay, Zay Flowers. Hollywood Brown. Ooh. Puka. I'm just, I'm just not a Hollywood fan. I haven't. I've I'm never been. Mike is kind of a stand now, but he's not sure. Give me, give me Hollywood. Laser eyes. Okay. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. Please come back, Kyler. <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster. Oh, Nakua by hundred miles. All right. Uh, Jaden Reed. Nakua. God, give me Puka, but this one's close. All right, Dotson. 
Dotson. Probably Dotson, but that's close for me. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so I just gave you a whole bunch of people. I'm going to go one more. Cortland Sutton. We'll take, you guys are taking Puka, right? I'll take Puka there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I went down this list. Now, every person that I just asked you about, Puka Nakua in one game had more targets than they've had for the season. Now, I know that's two only two games, but like to give you an idea of like, if we said Puka's targets come down and they were slated in half, he's still ahead of these guys in targets. Like even with Cooper Cup comes and takes a shit ton. Now, mm-hmm. the reason I'm also saying that is a lot of those guys have earned insane amount of targets in the NFL. Like that's, uh, that's showing you how much of a target focus this guy's gotten and still thrived in that role. All those players, though, that I just named, um, there's, a, there's a couple that aren't really close on keep trade cut, but like these are probably decisions one for one that I bet you, if you're just doing a one for one trade, like there's people discussing them. I'm not saying, like I don't think Ridley for him is happening very often. There's a couple here. Not, not Adams for Puka is probably not happening very often, right? Like I acknowledge right. that. But a lot of those I think are one for one trades that as Puka hype continues to soar you'll probably see happening like discussion wise so i thought it was interesting to just walk through that with people so does that mean because he's got like 37 times more targets than qj you're gonna take that trade no it does not <laughs> just, just check it it's just not gonna, but take it when you send when you send the right plus i mean we can make mm-hmm. a talk happen you know give me a dollar and fab buddy so here's hey, a little work. i like a dollar and fab Here's a little breaking news right now that's just breaking as we're going over. Um, okay. The Bears defensive coordinator just resigned. I guess the FBI is involved and raided maybe the Bears um, office and this guy's home. Wow. Supposedly it's for child porn. Really? Oh, wow. Um, so that's a little interesting. And, I, and the ones that informed him was Charles Peanut Tillman, who now is an FBI agent. Wow, that's wild. Peanut Tillman's an FBI agent? I heard about that too, yeah. No shit? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, And he just resigned this morning, the defensive coordinator. So obviously it's something big. From what somebody is saying, it might be a um, defensive coordinator and another uh, coach on the team or staff member or something. So, yeah, pretty crazy stuff breaking here as we're uh, live on the podcast on Wednesday afternoon. That's a... That's interesting. Very, very interesting. Eric, where are you real quick on Puka Nakua and Quentin Johnson? Which side do you want? I think I I think I go Puka, honestly. I don't I'm not I was never a big Quentin Johnson fan. I like the landing spot a lot. But he can't like he can't even like outbeat Josh Palmer. Like Josh Palmer's been outplaying him since training camp. Like that kind of scares me a little bit, to be honest. I, I have three in Mike has three Pukas, uh, I threw Quentin Johnson. So I, I just took one of his trades in one of the leagues just for, I think also sometimes here, I, I personally want Quentin Johnson. I know that, but I, I have way more exposure. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a diversification trade, honestly. That makes sense, too. I, I don't think order. I have um, any Quentin Johnson. That's just, I wasn't a big fan of his. So The TCU helmet, did you? You're like, nah, not again. No, because I had a big hard on for Kendra Miller in the TCU helmet. So, no, I mean, T- TCU helmet for a wide receiver. <laughs> for a wide receiver. <laughs> you look at it. Eric had a horn frog right all there. over uh, Kendra Miller, man. He yeah. had a huge horn frog. Um, you should. We're about to see it this week, man. How, how do you feel, so. Eric? How do you feel about this week, right? Kendra is going to be back. Sounds like he's playing. No Jamal Williams. This hammy. He, not that Jamal Williams is fucking good. And we know, we know Tony Jones definitely ain't good. 
Like yeah, and it's it, in it's in Green Bay for Green Bay's opener, home opener. So we'll see. Um, I'm excited to see the opportunity. At least um, he should have full go at it. Camara will be back next week. So let's see it. One week of uh, Kendra Miller because. I kind of laughed at all the people that blew all their fab on Tony Jones Jr., who had two random-ass touchdowns. And always been bad. Always. Yeah. I mean, I touted him a couple years ago in preseason when he actually looked good and made a name for himself, but he's never done anything in the NFL until uh, Monday night. So, yeah, I'm, I'm um, excited. There's going to be a couple of leagues. There's going to be a couple of leagues. I'm firing Kendra up and starting lineup this week. Mm-hmm. I have him in a lot of best ball. That we did over the summer. Yeah. I have a lot of Kendra. Um, so, yeah, I got, you know, I'll take what he gets me in best ball. Hopefully it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Starting him in lineup the first week, I'd have to have some injuries. Like, I would have had to have had, you know, a Barkley or a Chubb that's going to be missing or something. So, we'll see. Well, I got a couple Can I one-up you guys? Yeah. I started Kendra last week out of necessity, and even though he wasn't going to play, well, I didn't know that. He wasn't <laughs> questionable. So, I had a Cam Akers pivot. And every one of my running backs that was playing was a one o'clock slate, other than Kendra Miller. <laughs> That's the best you could do. Should we? Yeah. Uh, should so we I talk about it. this this uh, this set, uh, Sunday start sit show, or how about how you guys loved Cam Akers starting him I, last week? And then I do. I do. Five I, minutes I, before the games, hey guys, he's getting deactivated today. I know, and I said this on Start Sit. I said, I think Eric has, like, everybody, if everybody had a voodoo doll, right, and they can kind of control <laughs> and just mess with one player's career, Eric has, it's Cam Akers. Immediately after hanging up on our call, immediately, done. the kid's not playing. This no. is after him coming for his throat week one. Now he's coming week two. You know what? I'm going to make it easy for you guys. He's not playing today. That was crazy <laughs> to me. Yeah, it's it's not that I have like anything against him. It's just the writing's been on the wall. Like he just Hold hasn't on. he hasn't Hold been on. good. The writing hasn't been on the wall going on in the back of last year, though. That's the only thing. Well, I mean, if you get benched for a month or whatever away from the team because he has attitude problems or whatever it is, like we don't right. know what what the issue is. Um, then they come back because out of basically necessity, they kind of needed him back, and hopefully things would change on his last you know last thing. And then, yeah, he had a great couple of games last year to end the season. Had a couple hundred yard games. Awesome. I, I was happy for him, but then he just goes right back to this. It sounds like he was pouting again that Kyron's playing over him. So, yeah, I didn't even I know did. any about that though until I didn't even realize he was pouting about that. Now it made sense when they said he's not playing, but I didn't hear any rumblings of that until he was. I didn't either. No, I just thought, okay, he's going to be out there. Like his week one, twenty-two for twenty-nine, had me kind of worried. Like, ugh, for sure. Like, yeah, that's not a great stat line, but. <laughs> And Kyron well, I, outplayed him in that game, too. Well, I was talking to Mike about this. Uh, was that on yesterday's? Uh, yeah, 40 chess we did yesterday. So um, I, I was talking with him about this, and I think you, you'll catch this on 42. But the thing I'll say is with him, th- this part was very interesting for me about Cam Akers. He was never – McVay wants to be – he wants to play, and he's an offensive mind, right? And mm-hmm. this is where Mike was talking about, you know, I don't like this guys that have to worry about pass pro. He does not trust Cam Akers in pass pro, and I think for Sean McVay, it makes him feel like he's got to tell. So if you think about that, right, when Cam Akers is out there, they want to run the football. They don't want to pass. And to Mike's point, if you're not going to run him in a route, he's a liability in pass pro. Right. So 
If you think, Mike, like he had 22 carries, Eric, on 35% of snaps. Like that literally means when he's in there on those 35% of snaps, we're handing the ball to Cam Akers. Like how much more of a tell is there than that? Like, he can't do that. And that's, I think, what where the problem has come between McVay and him. And I don't think he trusts him in pass I don't know if he doesn't want to work at it or what it is, but I think that is a massive part of their, their beef between the two. Max protects for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, that's uh, kind of who I wanted to kind of go over today, some of these hot names and what we're trading them for, what you can trade for them. Uh, I'm sure we're going to do this, you know, every couple of episodes and kind of just go through some names and talk about our strategies on what we're doing with them, trading and selling. So this is a good little exercise for everybody, I think. Hell yeah. Absolutely, I like man. I love I it. I And I got, a, I got an extra QJ share out of it. Oh, did you I, earn I got, any trade? Nice. Yeah, we made the trade on air. Nice. Uh, by the way, I, I made two trades on America Game Air, so um, you know we have to be on here more often. Then, yeah, well, you know, it, it's crazy too that we talked about it. Right, uh, we were talking about Nick Chubb and what we'd sell him for. I got an offer. You know, people aren't listening to this live, but I got an offer for Nick Chubb, Adam, and uh, somebody tried to somebody somebody tried to get me to pay a, a second round pick. <laughs> and I don't even know what the fuck the other piece was. It was some rudder back. I got to look this up again. Oh, Damian Harrison, a second round pick in a best ball league for Nick Chubb. <laughs> like, I'm out here saying sell him for fucking anything. Right, right. <laughs> Somebody's trying to get Damian Harrison a second out of me for Nick Chubb. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, good luck. I, I like that, too. I, I had That's to. Uh, old, uh, Morgan Freeman. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I had a. Um, I had to reveal, you know. Who I was to somebody in DMs that this this person in one of my leagues, um, I'm not gonna name the name. I don't actually have displeasure for him. They just they hit me with these offers that like I, you obviously know nothing about the way I play the game. He's a, he's take over an orphan in one of these leagues I'm in. I met T Rock too. Yeah, no T Rock <laughs> is uh, well he could take over an orphan. Uh, T Rock's awesome. Uh, that would be great if this was from him. It, unfortunately, it isn't. But the 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 offer he sends me is like he's wanting me to pay. It was. Uh, either a third or a second for JK and I declined it and um, actually before I could decline it he said he, he took it away because he remembers I hate JK and I'm just thinking like dude that was because I didn't want JK in another trade offer he was trying to give him to me and I'm like man you don't know anything about me so I'm like listen just so you know like I literally just today dropped a piece of content where I said sell him for any third so if you think this is about you understand this is like I'm not just bullshitting you. He, you do content, blah, 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 and I said it to him. I'm like, listen, this ain't got nothing to do with you, but I literally just said today, don't fucking do this. I want the opposite end of that. So I'm not just playing games with you here, you know? <laughs> I'm going to go out here and buy him after I just told everybody to sell him. Right. I literally just told everyone this is what I'm doing, not that, the opposite. And just to update the breaking news from earlier, Hallis Hall did not get raided. It was just the guys home. So just guys Okay. Home. But I, I see people sticking their foot in their mouth on Twitter already. Like, of course, yeah. They, they got no idea, like, what the hell is going on, but they got to be funny and be the first one to be funny about it. And it's like, this is going to look real bad when all the details go out. Just right, so you right. know. Right. Like, I almost so, want to comment on it. Like, you still got time to delete this. <laughs> still got yeah. time to delete this. Still got time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. All right, so we ready to uh, play America's favorite game before we get out of here for the week? Kind of always, man. Right. I'm ready to play America's favorite game every time. This this one I think will be good for both of you because I know you both have uh, certain things. So, what is your favorite piece of memorabilia that you own? Ooh. Okay. 
I, this is a question that I have on the question. Okay. Does it uh, memorabilia? Is that just like? Does it have to be something that's you know uh, either something actual... you got in person, something you bought? So if like you bought you know a helmet off of a uh, eBay or something that's signed, and anything that you own, don't matter if you bought it or or you got it personally. If you got a good story to go with it, either or. I got all right, and there you go. I Mike, I know mine. Mike knows mine. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm nail nail it, stars off. Oh, are you okay? Well, here I I got mine right here too. So okay, all right, we're gonna see it if you're watching the. Uh, the YouTube live, you'll be seeing uh, what Mike and Adam are going to show you, and I could probably do it as well. Mike, Mike grabbed one too. I, oh, Mike, you go first. Look, look how happy he is, man. I gotta have let Mike go first. Oh, nice. There's eight flowers. Let's go, baby. Say uh, flowers. There it is, Eric. Say flowers. Sign helmet. This is okay. a, a shout out to our patron, Tom. Right. So Tom actually won this in our YouTube. It was a giveaway. giveaway. Yeah. Uh -huh. but he's like, listen, I live in. Uh, the far reaches of Canada, which is basically the North Pole. <laughs> so he goes, instead of you paying $75 to ship it, he goes, it's my gift to you. You just keep it. And a uh, big shout out to Tom. Say Flowers was a, a prospect that I really liked coming in and, uh, you know, worried about the whole height thing. Like, is this going to be another Rondell Moore? But now that I see that he's, uh, you know, 10 times Rondell Moore, <laughs> getting right. usage, Zay Flowers helmet's becoming number one, baby. Let's go. All right, go ahead, Adam. All right, so I got two. One is more um, personal. So I was in uh, seventh going into eighth grade in that spring, summertime. Um, this was before they called it the you know King James tournament. They had back in the day this, the Solon Cage Classic, Eric, um, which is a big AAU tournament. Mm -hmm. So we're in the Solon Cage Classic, and we're playing at Barberton, the old Barberton High School, which is now the middle, middle school. And, you know, we're playing. And, and all of a sudden, man, in this game, I mean, I'm talking about the stands are packed, Eric. Like, it is mm -hmm. swole in there. Second half comes around, and now, like, there's standing room only. So, they're, everybody's standing. Like, we're playing AAU game, seventh grade, with Buckeye Lube, this team. And um, as the game's going on, like, we're just hype. We're thinking these people are here for us. You know, we're so clueless on the world. Well, <laughs> as, the, as our game is off and they, the new teams come on to warm up, you just see like there's nowhere to even go. Luckily, my parents had a, you know, already kind of saved a seat up there for me, and uh, the shooting stars are warming up. That's basically LeBron's AAU team. And he plays for Saint, right, right. played for Saint V, so they're playing the game after us, and he's going into his senior year. And these guys just are putting on a show and um, going crazy. They're up by like 15 before the first like uh, wave of subs comes in. <clears throat> so they give you know Drew Joyce, Romeo, um, LeBron. They all come out in like one wave. And uh, LeBron's over there on the sideline during a dead ball. He's kind of just screaming over to his mom, 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 I need a water. And, uh, you know, his mom's over there, Gloria. She's, she's kind of a little wild card if, you don't, if you're not from their area. I don't know. She's a wild card. She just screams back and louder too. I ain't got no water. Okay, you got to go get a water. So I'm over there like, you know, all the way up in the stands on the other side, like looking in my bag. I got a extra deja blue water in there, right? So I'm like you know what, man, I'm going to go run it over to this dude. You know, I'll run it down to him. So I, here I come down the stairs, little seventh grade kid, you know, go hand him the deja blue water. He's like, hey, thanks, man. Probably didn't, from that moment on, I probably didn't think nothing of it. But um, they play, they go on, they kill it, win the game. And then afterwards, before the next game comes on, the court's just a mess because people are trying to mob him and talk to him, get yeah. his autograph and all that. <clears throat> he remembered I gave him the water for long enough, man, because uh, these are the shoes I'm wearing, you know, my AIs, the old ones. And, uh, you know, he put a little ink to it. You see that? It's nice. a pretty, pretty recognizable, pretty recognizable smudge. 
you're not going to not get LeBron James autograph, right? Uh, so right. got it on those shoes. Um, that was a cool story. Now, I, nice. I'm going to give you that, – that's my definitely my favorite one, but I'll give you one more, which uh, Mike got me for my birthday. All right. All right, if you're watching on YouTube, Adam's going to uh, grab it here real quick. Yeah, it makes for great radio. Hopefully <laughs> it, hopefully his knee doesn't snap on the way over. Yeah, look at that <laughs> nature, baby. Yeah, that is sweet. I like that. That was, that was Try not to snap your knee on the way over there, Adam. Please don't. Yeah, we want no more. The Nick Chubb, the Nick <laughs> Chubb, uh, Nick Chubb jersey. So, um, had to, had to get that one there. But nice. Unfortunately, the Nick Chubb, uh, you know, came with a little bit of a down down. It, it, I gave you some Nick Chubb jersey at the end of the the thumbnail of Nick Chubb and the crying emoji because it was a rough yeah. rough injury. But yeah, you missed it cool. when you pretty had the cool. headset off. I said, "Don't try and snap your knee on the way over." Back oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, uh, we're luckily, I'm okay for now. But uh, all right. Well, you can kind of see mine in the background here. It's oh, nice. a little uh, Donovan McNabb signed uh, full size helmet that I got off of uh, old, the old eBay. So, got uh, got one of those. I got a mini helmet uh, signed by him too. That was my all time favorite player. So, got him. I've had a couple other cool ones too. I've had, um, you know, like when I've been to like indie car races and stuff. I've uh, I've gotten some uh, some autographs from like Mario Andretti, Rick Mears people like that but i got um the one that i i went to the indy 500 in 2013 or 14 forget which year um but that year we went to uh, a different race in uh in ohio that year and uh tony Kanan was the one who won the indy 500 that year so i got him to actually sign the ticket that i went to and saw you know him win that indy 500 so that's nice. another one of my cool ones that i got that's pretty sweet man yeah yeah for sure i got all kinds of different ones uh but yeah, that, those are just some, some of my favorite ones. I'm sure we can uh, talk about some more another time. But absolutely, yeah, well, man. I, I tried to sell my soul to the devil at the expo to to get a piece of memorabilia. It didn't work. But uh, yeah, tried. was it a Jalen Hurts helmet or something? Or yeah, they're they're giving that baby away right next to our booth in a camouflage Jalen Hurts full size helmet thing. Looks so ridiculously good. <laughs> I just oh, nice. I was like, hey buddy, hey buddy, how much you want for that? <laughs> he was like, nah, I can't do it. Just, just I never. I never love those like jerseys or helmets or whatever that they don't actually wear. Like those gotcha, like yeah. multicolored ones or like a chrome helmet or something like that. I was I don't know, I just never was a fan of like oh, they're never gonna wear it, so it's like Well, actually, you know what, that's a good discussion too. What's your take and is do you find is there a correlation the white helmets for the Browns and Nick Chubb's injury happening on the debut? <laughs> No, I, I, I mean that's they're gonna actually wear them, and they, you know, used to wear them back in the '60s, '50s, and '60s. So I was fine yeah. with that. It was just okay. something different. But like, I'm just talking like those. You know, you ever see those? I know what you're talking about. You're talking you about know, those like, they've never really yeah, worn. Yeah, it's like a Vikings helmet. It's all black. It's like the matte black finish, and they got all that. Like, yeah, they're never wearing that. So it's like I don't know. I, I just never been like a, a fan of those ones. Yeah, like the alternate jerseys they never worn either, too. Same idea, yeah. I right, you. right. Yeah, there, th I've had a couple alternate jerseys that I liked that I don't think teams ever really wore, but it is what it is. Like, I had, like, a, I don't even know if they ever wore it, but I had a, in high school, I had a, an authentic gold Reggie Bush jersey. It was fucking sweet, but I don't think they ever wore the gold jerseys. I'm with you. I had a black Priest Holmes jersey that was awesome. That was a Chiefs one, but I'm pretty sure they never wore that one either. Yeah. 
And I'm pretty sure also that one was not authentic. Because, what are we uh, laughing at here, Mike? I can't say this shit. I can't say this. This is an after recording. Oh, okay. One of those. All right. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Just want to uh, shout out to uh, Fizzle. Fizzle is running the South Harmon Twitter account. So if you guys haven't checked that big, out yet, make sure you check that out. Um, at South Harmon FF. Uh, Fizzle's knocking it out the park right now, you know, with all kinds of content, posting our weekly schedules, uh, posting highlights, posting questions for you. So a good place to interact with um, all the other members. And then uh, follow me on Twitter, at Eric Vanek NFL. And then you can follow the show at America's Game Pod as well. Um, Tuesday mornings, I got the waiver wire show dropping for you guys as well. I've gotten a, really a lot of nice comments on that, that, you know, it's one of the best waiver shows out there. I really appreciate hearing that. Put a lot of work into it. And it's more for, you know, the deeper dynasty degenerates, uh, waiver wires. Like, I'm not telling you, hey, uh, pick up uh, Zay Flowers this week. He's owned everywhere. We, we don't need that. We need to know, hey, pick up um, a Josh Reynolds. Pick up uh, a Keyshawn Vaughn because Chase Edmonds is out. You know, stuff like that. These really deep ones that you need to learn about. That's kind of what this waiver wire show is dedicated to. So make sure you guys check that out. And then on Sundays, it's us three right here. Start, sit, show on YouTube live. South Harmon FF. Follow that on YouTube as well. We're doing it every live, every Sunday live for you guys. Doing start, sit questions. Had a lot of fun last week. Uh, a lot of Cam Akers questions. They had a lot, a lot of, of fun them. at my expense last week. Eric oh, yeah. was... You know, killed that Cam Akers thing. Mike, every time I went against Mike, I lost. So maybe week three, I'll catch some uh, some some dubs. But week two was a bunch of L's. Shades on, man. I had the shades. It was. Oh, he, got, yeah, that's he went it. prime on it, you know, right after Prime's whole deal. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, but no, I uh, appreciate everybody. You guys got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? That's it, man. All right, you here, man. You do a fantastic okay. job every single week. Plug the shit out of it. And uh, like Eric said, just go follow Fizzle, man. Running the South Harmon account. So damn good. So oh, hell yeah. People are missing out if you ain't following that one. Because it's not just show posting. Fizzle out here asking the tough questions, posting awesome highlights. He's doing a great job. Absolutely. And then the the podcast feed, South Harmon Dynasty Football. Every day it seems like we got something coming out on there. 4D Chess is on there, America's Game, the Waiver Wire Show. Uh, Waiver Wire Show is a podcast only. I don't do it on the uh, video. Um, But, yeah, make sure you guys check all that stuff out. Check out the YouTube videos. Adam's been absolutely killing it with production wise uh adam does a great job with that so make sure you guys follow it on youtube as well we got you from twitter and youtube so yeah man we got all we got it all covered here at south harmon hell yeah hell yeah so all right guys until next week we will see you later have a good one peace